This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. All right, let's go over what a cap rate means if you've gotten into investments or if you've gotten into rental properties or real estate, if you've heard people talking about investments, you've likely heard of a cap rate. I just want to, I'll give you my, not really opinion, I'll just give you my summary on it, and then I'll give you some common uses of it, of of when you'll use cap rate and how you can use it to make investment decisions. So really simply, a cap rate, on it, it, is, it's, it does stand for capitalization rate, which doesn't really help much in figuring out what it is, but a cap rate to calculate it, what you're really going to be looking at is just the income, the net income that an investment kicks off compared to the value or, the say, the purchase price of that investment. So here's an example. If you have a rental property and if it's a $100,000 property and it has a $5,000 net income, that property has a 5% cap rate. It's the same if it's a million-dollar property, and if it has $50,000 of cash flow, that one also has a 5% cap rate. So what it allows you to do, you can be looking at a $100,000 property or a $100 million property. You can compare all of these investments based on a cap rate. So it's just one one way where you can just equalize all your different comparisons, doesn't matter the value of them, and just compare to see which one's better, at least in that regard. Uh, So earlier I'd mentioned that you need the net income to compare that to the total value or the purchase price. So you do need to know how to calculate net income. Net income is your total gross income. For a rental property, that's total rents received for the year. And then you take out all the operating costs. That would be the utilities. That would be the repairs. That would be insurance. Um. You take all that out, and so in this example, on the million-dollar property, if you have a $50,000 cap rate or a $50,000 net income, you might have started at $200,000 of gross rents, and then you had $150,000 of expenses to get you to that net amount. So you've got, just remember the difference between gross, that's your top-line income, that's the total received, compared to your net income. So that's, we're looking at the net income right now. And when you're calculating calculating that net income, you are not taking into account any mortgage, any loan, any debt. You completely ignore that for this cap rate calculation. Because at any investor looking at it, or if you're looking at all sorts of different investments, you don't know, you don't know what the what lending or leverage you're going to be able to do on that property yet. So just leave that out of it, get to the cap rate, and then you can move from there to continue to make your decisions on it. Uh, sometimes cap rate does closely correlate or exactly matches cash flow, but not always. So now related to cap rate, you've got to know the difference between the cap rate and cash flow. And this is where the interest can come, this is where the interest comes in on the debt. So on the million dollar property, if you had fifty thousand dollars in net income, not counting your your interest on it yet, let's say you have a million dollars, let's say you put zero dollars down for this property and you finance the whole thing. And so you owe a million dollars in 
million dollars in debt at a four and a half percent interest rate. Interest on that each year is going to be $45,000. So you have $50,000 of net income, $45,000 of that is eaten up in your interest. So you're left with a $5,000 like net cash flow if it was an interest only loan. So you've got to just make sure you kind of know how those are correlated and know how to calculate both of those. So remember cap rate, remember cash flow, and you'll be able to compare different investment properties or specific investments. And the last thing with cap rate that I'll talk about is, especially in commercial real estate, where I like, I like, I love commercial real estate, mostly for this specific reason, because a lot of commercial real estate will sell based on a cap rate. Like you can, you can go and look at these big and these big real estate firms, these big real estate companies will do these like an analysis and say, okay, if you're looking at office buildings, office buildings are selling at a 7% cap rate. And so if you already know the cap rate, you can work backwards into the numbers. So now you've just got to know a little bit of, a little bit of math, a little bit of algebra with this. But so say you know that an office building would sell at a 7% rate. So what you can do there, if you can figure out what the cash flow is, or sorry, not cash flow, if you can figure out what the net income is, so gross rents, take out all the expenses, and let's say you get to, uh, let's say this property is 40, you have a, a $50,000 net income on this property since we're sticking with that. So now what you do to figure out what that property could potentially sell for based on the market rate and the real estate analyses, you take $50,000, divide it by the cap rate, the going rate cap rate, because you don't even know what this property is worth yet. If you're just trying to determine a value, say $50,000 divided by 7% will get you to a value of about $714,000. So if you go, well, okay, well, an office building with $50,000 of cash flow would sell for about $714,000. And now if you compare that to, say, an apartment complex, and a year ago apartment complexes were selling at some of them were at a 4% cap rate. So if you have an apartment building selling at a 4% cap rate that makes $50,000 in net income, so remember that office building made $50,000 in net income. An apartment complex, $50,000 in net income. But here's the difference in how the cap rates and understanding like which industry and asset type you're in really helps. If you take $50,000 and divide it by 4%, you get to $1.25 million. So what that tells me is that an apartment building with fifty thousand of cash flow would sell for about one point two million, and an office building with fifty thousand of net income would sell for about seven hundred thousand. So that's just that's why I love cap rates because you can quickly look at a property and, and they've there's cap rates for industrial buildings. There's cap rates for maybe for duplexes, even single family homes like if. Now that uh, investors and even big institutional investors have gotten into investing in those, you can even use cap rates in those as well. You might know what cap rates they might be looking for. But that's just a really useful tool to help you analyze your deals. But yeah, hope that helps you out. Uh, Let us know if you have any questions or want to know something more specific about cap rates or how to use those. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com. Thank you.